Greetings. You may have noticed that this podcast started off a little different than the past podcasts I've done before. Well, that's because I've decided to redo the entire format. I don't want to just talk about books and the authors that wrote them, but I want to talk about things with you that are more meaningful. We live in a day and age where the proverbial boat could tip in either direction and the contents of your life could get spilled overboard. So how am I going to help you with this, you ask? For starters, throwing you a lifeline. I want to cover topics such as relationships, uh, husband or dad advice, religious and non-religious topics, Bigfoot, aliens, and anything else that suits my fancy and yours too. Now I know I just mentioned a whole lot of topics and there's some to most are are pretty, pretty deep. But I want to open the door wide for all kinds of discussion. And, and don't get me wrong, my, my earlier podcasts uh, tend to have dealt more with specific books and topics and various other items of interest. But let's be honest, I think having, well, we're still going through COVID, but you know we don't have to go through a worldwide pandemic to really appreciate the finer things in life or maybe even become humble before others around us or maybe learn to love our neighbors or even our spouses or our children. So really, this podcast is a little bit about everything that comes to my mind and hopefully yours. And you may have noticed that you're only hearing one voice. Well, that is because my wife, Sadie Frazier, actually probably you may or may not know her as Sadie K. Frazier, she has relinquished, I don't want to say control because that's not what this is about, but she is pursuing other endeavors of her own. So I, being the talker that I am, felt that I could do more than just a podcast once every month, every other month. And so Sadie and I came to the conclusion that I don't necessarily need to wait for her. And from time to time, you might hear her beautiful siren voice on here. But for the most part, it's just going to be me. And anybody else who decides to jump on, I, I may get really creative and uh, have a guest on every once in a while. I may even, I'm still toying with the idea of how I can do a live version of this. I thought that might get your attention. So live, huh? Well, I might do a Facebook live, in which case this will always be up and ready and uh, you will get to see me in my office and 
well, pretty much everything that's in my office, other than uh, you might not be able to see my two, uh, as I call them, my rowdy boys, my two ferrets, Murphy and Finnegan. But for the most part, it's just going to be me, and uh, each podcast I have, I'm going to come up with a different and hopefully entertaining and original um, thoughts, provoking ideas, and uh, other things like that. Like I said, it's it's going to be wide open, so I don't I don't want to focus on one topic too many times. There might be times when um, the topic that particular podcast might be so deep that it might require part two, part three, but for the most part, I want to keep things pretty even keel and just to one podcast. So uh, I'm going to try and get things up and running even farther than I have before. Uh, I do have a website. I do not have, surprisingly enough, a Facebook page for this that I know of. I could be wrong. It, It could have been a really long time and just lost track of what I was doing. So as I said, lots to talk about. So feel free to pull up a chair or your favorite recliner and have a listen. And don't forget, grab a snack, grab a drink, and we'll be right back. And welcome back. You are listening to the Crafted Quill Podcast. And so, as mentioned before in the opening segment, uh, this is going to be more topic-driven, not necessarily book-driven, but there will be mention of books and what have you. But I thought I would start this podcast with kind of a heavy uh, topic. And it's one that has taken me almost 22 years to really learn but it is one that is not one you can it's not a one and done kind of deal you you will spend your entire life learning how to do this so what is this topic you ask well it's called love language and love language you you're you might be wondering well as I said, it's something that I've, I don't know, recently been learning more about. But it's I've been married for almost 22 years this October. And uh, my wife, Sadie, and I, well, I would say within the past two months or so, maybe a little bit longer, um, the subject came up. And I, I wish I could remember. I wish I would have taken notes. Because actually I was going to do a uh, Facebook Live video about this. I... I don't ever do Facebook Live videos, really. Um, I'm not that kind of person in general. But as I said, the first segment, I might try and figure out how to do a Facebook Live. But so love language, that that is a very, um, it's a heavy subject. 
So let's let's talk about what it is and why is it important. How do you implement your love language? When do you implement it and where? Those are just some areas and questions you know we should all be asking about probably two most important words that we could ever share with our partner. Or, and it actually, technically, it doesn't have to be with your partner. It can be with a friend. It can be with your child, grandchild. Uh, I might even go as far as to say your pet. We all, you know, I, I have two dogs and a cat that I, I love dearly. And uh, to break this down, let's talk about what is love language. It is basically, in a sense, how we receive and or give love to and from others. And love can come in many forms, uh, to be honest, and we're gonna we're gonna break that down a little bit more here in a minute. But why why is love love language important between individuals? Well it's it's what I would consider or call the glue that binds us, to be honest. It is um, an expression that one shares for the other that basically says, hey, I love you. And, you know, we all, we all have people in our lives that we especially love, but our love language could, I, I guess you could really expound upon that to even our workplace. We have people at work that maybe, uh, we have some close friends at work. You could have your love, your love language shared between your, your work people that you share probably a majority of your day with but that, that's a whole nother area of discussion that we don't need to talk about now I just I wanted to share the different areas of friendships that your love language could be shared with um, but anyways it, it's very important I think to strengthen the bond between uh, your partner and like I said, I've been married for 22 years, and, you know, I always tried to do things for my wife that um, have meaning to her that, you know, if I wrote her a letter or a poem or just texted her or shared a, a Facebook memory with her and, and then said, I love you. It, it's simple things like that that I think make that other person feel like hey he or she just was thinking about me and wanted to share some personal thoughts or feelings with me and, th and those are all good and well but guys if you're listening that's not good enough you have to go above and beyond just a simple note or letter or share Facebook or take your significant other garage sailing if you got married specifically and uh, there's a reason why I say that if you're dating you're just you're dating which doesn't take away from the love language but if you're married you got married for a reason and for all of you I hope that main reason was love but you need to do things throughout your marriage that don't just keep your marriage alive 
but alive and kicking and young young love especially um i i don't really think that relationships have to as they mature or do we've been married for 50 years and there is no such thing as your love never dies so long as you implement your love language for that other person consistently and frequently now i'm not saying shower that other person with gifts what have you all the time every day you you decide what is appropriate uh, no one else can tell you that and you kind of have to learn to read the room as i say but i have always liked um, and, and this, you know what, to be honest, I just realized, um, I used to like, on my way home when my wife, Sadie, and I were early, early marriage, I used to, every once in a while when I had somebody, I would stop at our local grocery store and I'd buy her a rose or two, or, you know, and I'd write something on a card and I would give it to her. And that, that was a typical guy thing. It was, here, honey, I got you this flower. It's, but flowers die. And, but the symbol behind that flower should always be one of love and especially if you wrote a card with that hint hint write stuff that is going to be meaningful to that person and really shows them that you took the time to do things right and that you cared about them so um, that is one of the early love languages that I shared with my wife and to be honest I still do on occasion and that is where I think the discussion that I said Sadie and I had a couple months ago about love language, and I, th I think I'm, if I'm remembering right, and, and Sadie will tell me after she listens to this, she realized that by me giving her flowers from time to time was in some small ways how I gave to her, or how I spoke my love language to her, how I shared my heart with her now sure I, I i do things other things for her but that that's not the point like washing dishes yeah i guess you could say that's a love language but guys if you don't wash dishes on occasion for your loved one or your wife your significant other you know what wash the darn dishes it doesn't it it it's good for you trust me but there are other things that would be considered a love language but um, how do you implement it well you have to do things according to how you're feeling and you can surprise the other person which you know I oftentimes did the problem with how I did it was my wife does the budget so I kinda paid attention when she said how much we had that week or you know, if she happened to have bought groceries and, you know, just if you're in the same situation as I am, excuse me, where your spouse or significant other does the budget, if you share the same bank account, be very careful. But on the other hand, if you have your own, your own separate account that you have access to all the time, go out on a limb. Get something for your spouse or bring home dinner or, you know, you're only limited by your own imagination. 
and timing. Um, but you should really do things often to express your love language for the other person because life is hard, but love is harder in a sense that there are so many other things in life we have to compete with on a day-to-day -day basis. Like uh, I am in the IT profession and um, this particular time of year is getting ready to ramp up and it's our busy season really busy season so yesterday I worked almost 12 hours and I came home and I was pretty mentally and physically exhausted but my wife had already made dinner for me and I sat down and I ate that dinner and that was my wife's love language and, and she does meals pretty much almost every day in, in the evening except on the weekends but her love language is continuous it's planning of the meals, it's buying the food, it's preparing the food, and it's sitting down and having a meal with me. Now, what's not continuous, I would say, is every once in a while when we have money, she'll, she'll buy something for me on Amazon or what have you, or just little things that she does to make love and life a little less hard. And to me, that's the true essence of love language is, is taking the hardness out of life and removing it the best you can and putting in the love you have for that person. And, and I don't necessarily mean sharing your love language for the other person. It means going out and buying stuff. That's not at all what I'm, I'm really trying to say. But maybe saying, hey, what do you want to do tonight? Do you want to, you know, hey, I have this movie I saw would you like to watch it and guys I do not mean the newest action flick however if you have a girl that absolutely loves action movies by all means have at it but we just watched a movie the other day um, I wish I could remember the title but um, it basically the premise was as such that it really made me appreciate the things that my wife goes through on a day-to-day -day basis to show her appreciation for me and the things that I do for her and I mean guys girls it's not rocket science don't make it any harder than you have to be so I, I uh, kinda just hit upon the win you should share your love language and I, I mentioned often but that's also user-defined so don't don't go too long in between uh, times when you want to share your love with the other person. Um, the, the next one is where. Well, where should you show your love language? Wherever it's appropriate. Um, that, too, is also user-defined. So it's love language is, is kind of, um, I suppose, user-defined, really. I, I've mentioned that a couple times before, but it, it truly is. And it's, it's super important in today's day and age we live in because, um, well, it just is. There's so many things in life that can distract us, and we have all um, lived and are living through, hopefully, well through COVID. And who would have thunk it just a short time ago that we would have an international shutdown all because of COVID-19. And I won't go into too many details. I don't need 
that kind of um, topic interjected into my main topic, but um, I want to switch gears a little bit, and I'm going to circle back, hopefully, if, if I remember. Um, I did say that this podcast was going to still touch upon some books and whatnot. Well, there's one important passage or passages that really, really, really hits upon the topic of love language, and um, it is the Song of Solomon, or Songs of Solomon. Um, I'm going to let you figure out where, what it is, really. But in some religious sects of the world, it is or was a book in the Bible. But I was raised in a particular uh, church that that book was actually removed. Uh, and I didn't even know it was a thing until uh, my grandma at the time, when she was still alive, kind of explained to me what it really was about. And then I'm like, of course, I, I think I was an older teenager, so like, oh, you know, in my head I was thinking all kinds of other inappropriate things. But in essence, the Song of Solomon is a collection or works of poetry about how two lovers share their love. And um, I'll, I'll let you really look into it, but it, it, it is some pretty racy stuff for... Uh, biblical passages, but there are a lot of read between the lines. Okay, what's he saying? What's she saying? But it is very uh, thought-provoking. And if you think in terms of um, how can I modernize those passages or those words of wisdom by the great King Solomon, well, some of the things he talks about in his poetry he describes his lover as, in various ways, mainly about her body. But you have to read beyond that and think, well, surely he loves her more for her body. And he does. He, If you do some digging, he has a lot of wives and a lot of concubines. But yet there is one wife, one woman above all else that he absolutely adores. But... If you read his poetry, you will find some pretty, like I said, in between the lines, some graphic images. I mean, this man truly was putting some thought-provoking details about how he saw this woman that had completely captivated him. So, when we jump back to... The definition of love language we find on a website that I found uh, psychologytoday.com um, it breaks it down into five topics really and uh, the first one is acts of service and that basically is helpful things we do for our significant other or I mean you can even go as far as family, friends, loved ones, pets, you fill in the blank, and however it applies to you. Um, the second one is receiving gifts, but I'm going to uh, break it down a little farther. Also, give gifts. 
Uh, this gets back to, I use the example of how I used to give my wife flowers every once in a while. Um, my wife and I have never really been big on Christmas time as far as giving stuff to each other, but when we had money for each other, there was one time we didn't, I knew we had a little bit of extra, but we hadn't really talked about getting anything for each other. So I knew there were some um, artists, music artists that she liked, but there was one especially that I knew if she was going to listen to it, it was going to make her just bawl like a baby. And so I bought these CDs for her. And I, guys, I don't know about you, but I have a hard time containing myself when it comes to gifts for other people. More so my wife, because it's like, I'm like, I'm looking forward to that. The moment when I give it to her, I, I have it visualized in my head, her reaction. And the times when I've gotten her things that she didn't know about it just blew her away and sure enough she was in tears and mission accomplished go team so i did good but um she also you you have to there's another aspect of receiving gifts and i'm not the best at this especially if i happen to be sick or just not feeling well i I have more or less been taking care of myself for probably the better part of 35 years. Maybe a little bit less than that because that would not make me more than 10. So 30 years, we'll just call that. And so with the times I've been sick, it really, I had to work at it to let my wife take care of me. And if you are not feeling well, that is the perfect time to really let your better half Let them, for God's sakes, take care of you. Please. And by doing so, you're allowing them to express their love language for you. Don't be stubborn. Just open your hearts and let them take care of you. You'll thank me later. So, quality of time is number three on the list from psychologytoday.com. Um, quality time simply means the amount of time you spend with the other person and not just sitting on the couch watching TV or driving around town grocery shopping, taking him or her out. It, it means the meaningful time that you share with each other. The, 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 you're heading out and you pop your head back in and you just you grab that person up in your arms and you just kiss them like it's the last time you're going to see them. And I know that's kind of dreadful. Hopefully that's not ever the case for you. But that is a meaningful moment that when you walk back out the door, you are full of joy and excitement. And hopefully the other person is too. But it's, it's things like that. You, you need to make the moments in between count. Because if you do not make those moments count, your love language will falter. And it will become less important to the other, and it becomes very mundane. So invest in your, your other person like it was the stock market. You are The only difference is you will ride out the highs and the lows with them, and you will make every second count. You will invest your love in them as if, It matters, to be honest, because it should. 
Um, number four is kind of a favorite topic of mine, physical touch. Now I'm not going to go into detail. You, you guys can um, dissect what the two words mean, physical touch. But it is important. Um, everybody has their I likes, don't likes. I'll let you figure that part out, but that too is also important. Um, I'm kind of, um, I like to hear the words I love you, but I like that touch aspect. Like my wife, I've, I've told her many times throughout the 22 years we've been married, I like the moments in between when we're passing by where her hand reaches out and brushes against me or when we're in bed and her, her feet touch me or her and I happen to be awake at the same time and we just reach out and grab each other's hands. It's it's stuff like that that you really need to take advantage of. But obviously the more intimate times of physical touch because those all circle back to love language. And if you're not giving your partner all you've got whenever you got it, you're not doing your relationship any good by just... I'm just going to use this term loosely. Mom, if you're listening, if you're only half-assing your love language, you're actually making a whole ass out of yourself. Invest in your partner. Give him or her the time that they deserve. Uh, number five in the article that I read from psychologytoday.com talks about words of affirmation. Now, I think we've all kind of heard this term or type of term it is basically words of support whether it be like thank you to I love you to hey you did a really good job on X whatever you have but words of affirmation simply are reinforcing the good deed hopefully that they did if they did a bad thing well that's a different term altogether but all five of those descriptors of love language are very 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 important and they they basically are the glue that binds any relationship together whether you are married uh, lover casual lover friend grandparent parent love language is in there somewhere and you need to as I said invest in that other person and give them give them all you got because the rewards that you will receive in return are more profound than you'll ever know and it will open up doorways and it's just it's pretty fantastic so um what is your your love language um let me know on twitter at crafted quill podcast uh, my author name is also of the same it's just crafted quill uh, hit me back up and let me know what your love language is that you share with the other person and we're going to take a break here for a minute while i gather up my notes for closing so now's a good time to uh practice what i preach go love on that person we'll be back
and welcome back. I'm glad you're here. I hope you were able to share some love language with your significant other or others. So, in closing, uh, I want to come full circle and um, kind of reiterate how important love language is, whether you think it is or not, believe me, it is very important. Because in the end, uh, love is all you have or wish you had. And I'd rather it not be the, the latter. I'd rather be loved. So having through COVID, did you draw closer to your significant other? And I'm just using that um, horrible, horrible illness as an example, mainly because um, we were all probably shut in at some point. I know um, for quite a while um, I worked from home. And to be honest, I'd never spent that much time with my wife. And to, to be honest yet again, I wish I could go back and really enjoy that time with her. Now, I had to work obviously throughout the day and it was it was different I gotta tell you it was different being home and sitting in my office at my desk and my wife was we share a space and she was at her desk and it was a beautiful but yet scary time because as we all watched the news daily we saw the numbers increase we saw the deaths increase and it was a very scary time and it still is but there are ways and things we can do to minimize COVID. So uh, I'm going to step off that soapbox. I don't want to step on anybody's toes because that's not what this is about. But what I would like to know is how in that time period when COVID was really at its worst and we were all shut in, how did you draw close to your your loved ones or your loved one or if you were in a new relationship and they were not real close you you know you you did facebook live you did skype you did zoom google hangouts what are some things you did for the other person that really just shared your love with them and made them feel loved whether it be in person or from afar um did you practice your love language in a way that was meaningful to them. And something else to keep in mind, um, I'm going to gear this towards guys just because we're kind of we're kind of cavemen sometimes. But never be satisfied with just well that one time I did this for them or her or you know and that should be good enough. That's not ever good enough. If you're in a relationship, you should be in it for the long haul, which means your love language should be your lifeline or your blood between the other person that you are constantly infusing with love. So never be satisfied with just that one thing that you did that they thought was special. Constantly raise the bar for yourself, but at the same time, don't... You don't need to shower them, per se, but it should be constant enough where, especially if things in life were hard at the time, or you had a rough day, or what have you, whatever your story or their story may be, 
sometimes just a gentle reminder of how much you love them and miss them. Sometimes that does the trick. You don't need to buy them a diamond ring or a pendant or, you know, take them out on the town. All of those things are great, but in the end of the day, just a simple I love you and a very soft or hard passionate kiss. Um, the more time you spend sharing your love language, the stronger your relationship will and should get. So in saying that, I want you all to do one thing for me. And in closing, I want you to, as soon as you are done listening to this podcast, if you are with that other person, whether they are sitting next to you and you just happen to have headphones on, or you're both sharing this podcast together, I want you to tell them or send them a message, however you can do it. And I want you to simply say, I love you. Thank you for all that you have done for me. Thank you for sharing your life with me. Anything that will cause them to do a 360 in their heart and just stop for a minute and reflect. Because in, in that moment you will have done exactly what I've been talking about this whole time. And you have planted that seed of love and you've shared your love language with them. And that, my friends, is what the very core of our being should be full of, and that's love. So, go try that. Go to your loved one, somehow, some way, somewhere, and simply share your love language with them. And invest your time, invest your life in your relationship, and everything will be okay. So this has been Season 2, Episode 1 of the Craft of Quill Podcast. And as I said in the beginning, this is a complete redo, reformat of what used to be the Craft of Quill Podcast. And um, Sadie K. Frazier, like I said, will jump on from time to time. Um, but she has grown her own pair of wings, and you might look her up. She has her own podcast now called The Daily Escape. So I would highly advise you to jump over there and check out what she has. She is very gifted. She is also an author. And to be honest, she is my favorite human being on this whole entire planet. So get out there and get stuff done. Have a good night, everybody. And I love you all. God bless.
This has been another episode of the Crafted Quill Podcast, brought to you by Traveling Realms Media.